Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I've never been more right about anything than I'm going to end up being about Jordan Poole. You guys want to know something real quick? I hope you don't get upset with me. Demonze at his worst as a basketball player was Jordan Poole at his worst. Complaining, falling asleep on defense, and just wanting to take shots. Yo, that was what? at your worst. Yeah. Would um, do you disagree? Do you, am, have I insulted you? You have. How um, did I insult you? I was the best player on the team. <laughs> like, what do you mean complaining about not getting the ball? I think ball? you're forgetting sophomore year. I told you you'd get upset with me. <laughs> Bad take. Welcome in special episode, What's Right, Nick Wright podcast and YouTube show. I'm not sure if this is episode 26 or 27. Depends on how our wonderful social media team labels it because we did an abbreviated episode yesterday. We're now doing an emergency full episode today that's not even really an emergency episode, but it's a game three finals reaction. Uh, Demonze, who you'll hear from in a moment, might end up being totally right about this season and this series, which is crazy because I don't think he's watched a final start to finish in his entire life, and he might get these whole damn playoffs right. We'll talk about that. Also, we've got golfers suspended. We've got Jack Del Rio acting a fool, and we've got grown-ups bringing children to press conferences to act as shields. All of that will be on the show. Here's what is not on the show. Oh, well, one of the things that's not on the show is what I just said. Phil Mickelson, 16 other golfers suspended for going to play. Is it the LIV tour? Is it the Live tour? Whatever it is, it's the Saudi Arabian tour. You guys are out. Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald both got extended. That's not on the show. And GoldenEye being remastered for the Xbox. Demonze, I have in the last three weeks played more video games than I have played in the entire, in the last decade. Is that yeah, fair? Easily. Easily. Bought that PS5, wasn't even playing it at first. You really, I'm sure you were like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. Nah. Pops bought a PS5. <laughs> He's never even played it. Left it on the stairs for like two weeks. Bought it and didn't even, yeah, exactly. Just left it sitting <laughs> on the stairs. And then all of a sudden, played a little Fortnite. Then I was like, let me download Madden. Now I'm I'm in deep. Back in my in my roots playing FIFA, yeah, four or five games a day, training you're, camp and all. Yeah, I got to train. <laughs> yeah, 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 you got to train. I mean, these guys, I I got European kids kicking my ass all times <laughs> of the day. I got to get it together. So Goldeneye being remastered, I'm quite excited about. Almost as excited as you are about the Celtics leading two games to one. We watched it together last night. I assume that's where we're starting. Let's get the show going. All right, what are we leading off with? Boston looked great in game three, and my pick is aging greatly. 
It, and that tweet you had that was like, if you don't think the Celtics are winning the title. That was in the heat. I think you have like mental issues and should yeah. be under surveillance. Yeah, that, yeah. That's looking good. Okay, go ahead. Reminder that I picked them before the series. Before, before not the, a game in or like two. Oh, games yeah. No, I switched then, it up. But yeah. I yeah, that's ancient history. And I'm so <laughs> glad I switched it up. Because let me tell you something. Rooting against the Warriors feels natural and great. And yeah. this is the only the second series this postseason. You and I have really been on the same page. You were rooting for Luca, yeah, over the, the whole, war, uh, yeah. Luka. I hated the Suns, the Warriors. Oh, I, you know well. what? So we were on the same page with the Mavs. Well, yeah. the eastern side of the bracket, we have not been on the same page. No, except for Celtics Nets. So I, you know what? I take it back. We've been on the same page a, a few times, but I was rooting for the Heat. I was rooting for the Bucks. Now we're together. All right, go ahead. Yeah, Steph got injured late in the in the game. Yeah, uh, and Golden State seemed to basically throw in the towel. Yeah. And with game four on Friday and no time to rest up or anything, could go down 3-1. Yeah. Are the Warriors done? If Steph is seriously injured, the Warriors are done. I don't think he's injured. It's right. seriously injured. He might be banged up. Now, I know the rules with Steph Curry. It's what they've always been. He's either awesome or injured. Right. He's never bad. However, this is worth noting. I think the Celtics are going to win the title. I think the Celtics are going to win. I, I think they're going to go up 3-1. I said When I switched my pick, I said I thought they were going to win both games in Boston. I put a nice little hefty wager on the Celtics last night. Yeah. Uh, feel good about that. Here's the thing on Steph. And part of this is on Steve Kerr. But Steph in game one had that unbelievable first quarter. Steve Kerr then stuck with his rotation, sat him to start the second quarter, totally cooled off, had 14 points the rest of the way, or 13 points the rest of the way. Steph, last night, is having this unbelievable third quarter. And this isn't a second guess. This is a first guess because I tweeted about it. Kerr typically plays him the whole third, rest in the beginning of the fourth. He wanted to be able to play him the whole fourth. So he sat Steph with two and a half minutes left in the third, and it ruined the game for the Warriors. It went from 85-83 Boston to the rest of the way, the Celtics outscored him 31 to 17. The Warriors scored 11 fourth quarter points, and Steph had two points the rest of the game, which brings me to this point. Steph Curry has six points in the fourth quarter of these finals. I'm going to say that again. Steph Curry has six points in the fourth quarter of these finals. He has hit zero fourth quarter threes. He has made, he's three of 10 from the field. He had three turnovers start the fourth quarter yesterday. Now, to be fair to Steph, one of the three fourth quarters he didn't play because they were winning by so much. But game one, they have a lead going into the fourth. Steph was bad. Game three, it's a game going into the fourth. Steph was bad. And people always say, Nick, everything's not about LeBron. That's true. However, if there is anybody in the (laughs) league that should be held to the standard of LeBron, it's Steph, who the whole world has been telling me the last month, one of the 10 greatest players ever. He, yeah, I mean, make your top 10. You yep. got him ahead of Shaq. Got you got him ahead of Okay. It is brought up to this day that LeBron James had a two-point fourth quarter in the finals 11 years ago. <laughs> it's the J.J. Barea game. It's the, it's the meltdown against the Mavs. It's LeBron's lowest moment. 11 years later, it's brought up. We are 12 hours removed from this game ending last night. And I don't think anybody other than me is pointing out that Steph's been bad in these fourth quarters. No, everybody else is pointing to the injury. They're pointing to the injury. Talking about Draymond, who we'll get to. But here's the other thing where Kerr's got some culpability. 
Steve Kerr's the NBA Finals. Your idea, I understand, is want to keep Steph fresh for the fourth quarter. Well, that ain't working. You're breaking his rhythm. He played 36 minutes last night. But don't you think, like, in, in situations like that, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, if he doesn't want to come out of the game. That's not how he th- That's not how th- th- he operates. And I know people say that. Like, uh, he could force it. He could, but that's not, that, that's not the way he operates. I don't blame him for that. Steph Curry doesn't have to play the whole 48, but he can play the entire second half. Yeah. In a game like last night, you're, you're trailing big at the half. You have this massive fourth quarter. Let Steph keep rolling. Right. And he's trying to save him for the fourth quarter. It's not working. It's not like Wiggins or anybody's having a big game. Like he's no. the go-to in and, that no, game. And Clay was playing well, but Clay also fell. Didn't, I don't want to say fall apart, but his impact in the fourth quarter was minimal. Like the Warriors scored 11 fourth quarter points. Yeah, that's wild. It, it's it, the greatest it was, defense in basketball, man. But, the fi- From the moment they took Steph out, which was 250 left in the third, to the end of the game, Golden State scored 17 points the rest of the way. That's brutal. All right, now let's talk about what I really want to talk about. Go ahead. <laughs> Fellow podcaster Draymond had a very weird night. Yeah. 2.6 fouls and 100 arguments with the refs. Mm-hmm. Boston seeing one phase despite his uh, nonsense. Yeah. Is the best way to beat Draymond to just ignore him? Well, you and I were talking about it that I they weren't guarding him, and I still think they were guarding him too much. Yeah. I would I would disrespect and, him even and you, more. You actually released a lot of a lot of tweets about Draymond. Well, I'm fired up about this. Yes. And so. maybe we have the tweets. So the first one was Celtics got to be really careful here. The last thing they want is for Draymond to foul out. And I was serious about that because I was worried Draymond would foul out early. The Warriors would go to Otto Porter. All of a sudden their offense could work and they would have <laughs> stumbled upon something for game four and, and beyond. But it, Went further than that. Then we talked about, I think, his stat line for the game. Set of four, and I'll say it again, Draymond has to act like a maniac to be effective against great teams at this point in his career. After his antics plus commentary in game two, he came out tonight and was subdued. The result, two points, four rebounds, three assists with two turnovers and six fouls. Stay on this tweet for a moment. First of all, Draymond confirmed this after the game because he did a podcast last night. Three in the morning, he posted his podcast, and he said in the podcast, that he was in his own head about the stuff with the refs, that he wasn't playing with the force, he was worried about a technical. And he said this, which is, at this point in his career, he can't be effective without acting crazy. Jalen Brown was driving past him at will. He doesn't score. And so, go ahead. You seem, we'll get to the other tweets in a moment. But no, I just think Draymond is like. You're so out on Draymond. He's, he's frying himself. Like, frying yeah. himself. <laughs> It's so wild. So uh, I I think it's the worst game finals game by a future Hall of Famer I've ever seen. You've got Micah Adams, who's a great follow on Twitter, and then we can get back to the other tweets, I think, said it's one of the least productive finals games by anyone ever. As far back as the data goes, there has never been a player in finals history to play as many minutes as Draymond did, foul out, and have fewer than five points, five rebounds, five assists. First time ever. But I think there's there's more tweets we can show. I'm not sure, because I went, I tweeted about a lot of these things. Because then even at the press conference, Draymond, uh, well. The podcast shout out thing? Well, more, yes. So I, I wrote, at least my guy Colin Coward's getting his money's worth, because he's on Colin's podcast network. Not sure about Joe Lacob. Joe Lacob's the owner of the Warriors. Yeah. We go on from there, which is Draymond, it, it, 
I've said it for and I'll say it again. You should only be allowed to bring your adorable children to celebratory press conferences. He brought his little kid to the press conference. Yeah. Which Steph started. going to get ripped Of up. course. Steph started that. LeBron's done it. JR's done it. A lot of guys have done it. In general, I like it, particularly because there's such a negative stigma with black fathers. Uh, an unfair one and one we've talked about on the pod before. I like seeing the guys in a majority black league bring their kids. However, when you know that the reporters want to be able to ask you tough questions. It's exploitation. It feels a little bit like using your children as a shield. Now, The day after the Chiefs lost to the Bengals, I started first things first with Deanna sitting on my lap as a kind of a joke about that. The idea like, no, I'm going to use my child as a shield. But now let's talk about Draymond in the pot. Because Isaiah Thomas, the great Isaiah Thomas, ripped him after the game. So he's focused on the wrong things. Yeah. I. Now you're in the finals, dude. You're in the finals. And someone, a, a, one of the reporters asked him about the podcast, and Draymond got pissed. And I tweeted about that, too. Showed more fight arguing about the podcast than he and did you- during the game. And... The numbers are the numbers. I don't know how his teammates aren't like, I feel like if I'm Steph Curry, I'm like, yo, get the hell off the podcast, man. Dude. <laughs> like, the, the, <laughs> and it's Tom Haberstroh just put this out, credit to Tom, as far as for Draymond for the series. This is Tom Haberstroh's tweet. <laughs> Draymond Green has a true shooting percentage of 32.1%. The lowest of any player with at least 100 minutes in the first three games of the finals since the stats, since the stats go back from the 1984 finals to now, Draymond Green has the lowest true shooting percentage of any high minute player that we've seen. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's not, he has as many fouls as points. He has been, it, last night, Steph was very good until the fourth. Clay had his best game of the series. No Celtic went off and the Warriors got blown out because Draymond was that bad. It's a huge problem for them. A huge problem for them. All right, let's go. Let's move on to something I think Draymond's been talking about, actually. Go ahead. What's next? Yeah, everyone's been talking about how basketball was so much phys- so much more physical back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yet Boston won the game with defense and rebounding. Mm-hmm. You're an NBA historian. Didn't Boston feel like an old school team in game three? And can older generations please stop acting like basketball used to be so much better? Okay, I, I don't know that Boston felt like an old school team in game three. <laughs> I do agree what? What's no, 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 no. Go ahead. The, I do agree <laughs> with that last thing. I here's the thing to fellow media people. Here is what I would request. Like also, back when Ron Artest was going back, going in the audience and freaking well, that, destroying. And that, that wasn't the '90s. That was when I was in college. This is late 2000. <laughs> right. But here's the other thing that I would request from the media. There's an old adage, an old cliche. It's not a story when dog bites man. It's a story when man bites dog meaning you don't put things in the newspaper that aren't surprising. You put things in the newspaper that are surprising, that are news. It is not news that player from the 80s says the 80s was the best. It is not news that player from the 90s says the 90s was the best. I do not care about these stories unless it is guy from era X says that era was worse than the current era. Or guy from this era says this era is worse than a previous era. Guys are always going to try to protect their own legacies which means protecting when they were playing. All right, what's last? Hope for the Warriors. Yeah. Clay looked much better in game three. Mm -hmm. He said he watched highlights of himself before the game to get him fired up. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I might start watching my highlights before every podcast, by the way. Wait, like your basketball highlights or your podcast highlights? A mixture of both. A mixture of both. Got yeah. it. Okay, smart. Uh, How do you play? Yeah, and is Clay back? And does it matter if he is? Certainly not back defensively. And right now with Draymond playing the way he's playing, the Warriors are going to struggle defensively. I think Clay maybe has one more good game in him, but that's not going to be enough. But everyone likes Clay. But Clay and Steve Kerr both whined about the Boston crowd, which was chanting, F you, Draymond, F you, Draymond. Really? Yeah. Now, I'm not a big fan of crowds chanting curse words, okay? I I, I don't think that is. F Draymond's a very reasonable one. I'm sorry. I, I probably wasn't supposed to say that. No, on you're the podcast, fine. No, you can say whatever that- you think. What about just Draymond sucks? What about that? I, I understand the idea that that an entire tra- but, but, crowd okay. chanting the F-bomb because you got kids there, you don't love it. Let me just finish okay. this and then go ahead. But Clay is the same guy that when they were playing LeBron in 2016 and LeBron got called, you're going to have to bleep this whole thing. He got called a by a lady when he was walking off the court and Draymond cursed at him. And LeBron got mad, and Clay was like, "Oh, I guess LeBron got his feelings hurt." You know, some guys. It's a Clay said it's a man's game. I guess he got his feelings hurt. Now Clay and Steve Kerr are acting like the fans and the the Golden State fans would never give me a break. Get, and I'm not one to defend the Boston fans, but give me a break. All right, go ahead. What Love thing it. you wanted to say? No, I, I totally agree with what you just said there. You got to watch what you say because you never know how it'll age. Yes, but uh. I feel like Draymond specifically being the guy that he is, like any other NBA player, I understand. But a player that takes pride on like trash talking and getting in people's heads. Totally I agree. Don't think, he like, brought it on himself. This similarly to how Kyrie did. Right. Like the, the, there are two guys the Boston crowd's gone after, both of which have earned it. Right. Kyrie, and again, I they, it would have been better if they don't include the F-bombs. But they, when Kerr and Clay are like, oh. Hey, it's just a lot of class, a lot of class. Yeah. Give me a break. All right, we'll be right back. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. Special Thursday episode, even though we usually do have Thursday episodes, but they're usually not recorded same day. So if you guys are hearing this on Thursday or on Friday, we recorded this right after game three of the finals. But there are some non-finals things to get to. So, Demonte, let's get right to it. What are we starting the second segment of the show with? Let's do it. Commander's defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio called yeah. January 6th a dust-up. A dust-up, yeah. Wow. Uh, he later apologized for these comments. Mm-hmm. He also had some thoughts about the protesters after George Floyd's murder. 
Yeah. Washington's player, Washington's players and coaches mostly downplayed the comments, but it has to be an issue. What should happen? Okay, if, listen, if we lived in a world with any intellectual consistency whatsoever, the same folks that talked about, ah, listen, it's not that Cap can't play. It's that he might be a distraction, and you don't want your quarterback, your backup quarterback to be a distraction. They'd be saying, you don't want your mediocre, multiple-time failure defensive coordinator to be a distraction. But, of course, there'll be no <laughs> consistency. And Jack Del Rio's Twitter feed is wild. And when I say it's wild, I mean wild. I'm shocked it hasn't been a story before. Here, what should happen here is nothing will happen. Ron Rivera, who everybody likes, and I like him too, but he talks real tough about accountability for his players. Meanwhile, his coach is out here, I mean, promoting Dinesh D'Souza's documentaries, talking about trans folks on Twitter. It's a wild Twitter feed, but set that aside. Here's what shouldn't happen. Jack Del Rio shouldn't Tweet the January 6th, uh, tweet about we're spending too much time talking about January 6th, the insurrection of the Capitol, not enough time talking about the riots and the murders and the looting. And th- this, this alternate universe where the summer of 2020 was like the summer of 68 where the country's on fire, when that's not what happened. Not to say there wasn't riots and there wasn't looting, but the idea that the country was just overrun with it is ahistorical. But set that aside. He tweeted about that. Then he held a press conference where he doubled down on it and called it a dust-up. And then eight hours later, he sends out the most mealy-mouthed non-apology. And that's the only part of this I actually have a problem with. Do those coaches the, and stuff have, uh, do they have publicists and stuff? Well, listen, I, a, a good tell that maybe he didn't write the apology is in the notes thing he posted, it still has quotation marks on it. Oh, my God. So one would think maybe someone sent him that in quotes, and he was just like, oh, copy-paste. You had one job. Okay, (laughs) but here's the thing. I don't believe your apology. You tweeted about it. You then had a day to think about it. You held a press conference. Then a few hours later, what happened? You you, You got elucidated on what actually happened on January 6th. Give me a break. If you're going to believe, you're allowed to believe what you want to believe and say whatever you want to say. If you're good enough at your job, nobody will care. I don't even think he's that good at his job, but set that aside. But the whole, you clearly believe this and then give some bullshit apology, it's cowardly. It's cowardly nonsense. And do I think that he's going to have certain issues by clearly being more bothered by protests that were at their best, a protest about racial equality and justice, and then obviously in certain instances turned very bad, that he has more of an issue with those protests than something that at its best was an attempt to overthrow the United States government, (laughs) and at worst, a plot to hang the vice president that he calls that a, yeah, I do think some of his players might take a slight issue with it. All right, what's next? Uh, the Athletic reported the Suns had a COVID outbreak during the Dallas series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unclear if any players tested positive and who they were. Uh, <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. No one on the Suns looked ready to play in game seven. Could this explain Phoenix's meltdown? Why are you laughing so much? Because it's just like. Tell me. You were just looking for ways like it's just so wild. Um, people are looking I'm, I'm for definitely ways. I'm not laughing because I think that some of the players on Phoenix got COVID and that's why they lost game seven. I just think they had it coming to them. 
Um, yeah, so people are looking for ways <laughs> to try to, and that's why this is in the show. And I, I, I know why Matt and Gabe and Nick Weiner, who I didn't know was an important job he had until recently. He was on a very high-level call. I'm like, gosh, I didn't know Nick had such a big job. This He's why that all, guy. All these guys... I, I just assumed he was I assumed he was a bit of a doofus because I think he wants to hang out with you and play basketball. I'm like, why? I just assumed he was like a PA. Shout out, Dick Weiner. Shout I, out Dick Weiner. Listen, I know why. All, and also shout out the PAs. I'm not I'm not taking shots at you guys. Uh, I know why there's in the show. They're trying to yeah, undercut Luca's yeah. achievement. <laughs> they're trying to undercut me sticking with the Mavs down 2-0, sticking the Mavs down 3-2. I'm not going to allow that. If anything... It shows that if the Suns, because there's light reporting that maybe there was a Sun player, Chris Paul, <clears throat> that did test positive. And they're trying, and they're like, if that's true, he wasn't supposed to play. Yeah. They broke the rules. Yeah. If anything, you know what I think? Here's what I think. I think maybe the Sun, the Mavs' poor performance against the Warriors, what's the incubation period for COVID? Maybe that whole, maybe <laughs> they had a, a super spreader event known as Game 7 of the Western Conference Semifinals, and they were, they people thought Luka was out of shape. Maybe, yep. his, maybe his lungs were operating at 60% capacity. If anything, we might need to replay the Western Those Conference damn Finals. Damn partying sun. That's what man. I say. All right, let's play this or that. Let's play a game. Time for this or that. Yep. The bigger red flag in Boston. The Celtics raised the Warriors rim too high, or Patriots players alarmed about offensive coaching staff. Okay. So here's the deal on that. I think that people are kind of underplaying the rims being too high in Boston. I, I'm definitely one of them because, like, I just it, – it, it, it is wild because – Here's why it's wild. I have heard that's a thing they do on purpose. So, like, when it's game time – I, Wait, I don't hold know. On. They leave it like that. They wouldn't leave it like no, that. No, not all for game. the game. No, During because the shoot around. It yeah. Throw them off. Cut into their shoot around time. I don't want to. I We had a guest on the TV show. Don't tweet this out, by the way. This is just for the people who are actually watching or listening to the podcast. I don't need this to be clipped socially. <laughs> but we had a guest on the TV show years ago say that that happens at TD Garden a lot. That they screw with it a bit. Now, it'll, it's always fixed by game time, but that's a little home yeah. court advantage, if you will. 100%. I, do I think that impacted the game? No. Do I think, though, it's a little Bush League? And do I think it kind of goes in line with the Patriots, like the headsets cutting out and these different added advantages the headsets cutting out in boston batman with the no with no with the patriots you know your coach your coordinator and your quarterback are all That's supposed to be able right. to hear each other and the rule is if one team's communication system goes down neither team can use it and for a long time people that were playing in new england would say on crit in critical moments on third down the communication system would go out for a play and then come back so that way they didn't have to shut it down for both sides, but just oddly enough, in our we've, biggest We've got to get to the to the Patriots scandalous ways. Oh, no, no, I mean it was just that, massive that's cheating. Wild. Just cheating for that's two, two decades. Wild. And so <laughs> do I think it's possible? You know, they cheated. I think Boston's, you know, baseball manager was part of the Astros cheating scandal. I don't know anything about the Bruins, but the Celtics were raising rims too high. It's something's a little fishy. 
is all I'm going to say there. That, to me, is a bigger story than the Patriots. Of course, the Patriots are alarmed about their offensive coaching staff. It's Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Who the hell wouldn't be alarmed? All right, what's next? Which one is a future Nick? Zion or Spida? So Zion or Donovan Mitchell? AK, I, yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. I, I'm going to say, if I had to bet, I would say neither. But if it's one of the two, Donovan Mitchell. I also think Donovan Mitchell is not the player a lot of people make him out to be. Donovan Mitchell is an excellent scorer, a total non-factor, or not even non-factor, that's too good, negative factor on defense. If Donovan Mitchell is your best player, you are absolutely drawing dead to win the title. If he's your second best player, you need a perfect team around him to win the title. And a great number one, I... I would not trade R.J. Barrett my whole future for Donovan Mitchell. I wouldn't do it, but I don't think Zion's going anywhere anytime soon. All right, what's next? Okay, Saquon Barkley says he's got his swagger back. Which top two pick in the, in the 2018 NBA draft or I, NFL, NFL draft, draft? Go ahead. Has a better season. Saquon uh-huh. or Baker? There you go. You got it together at the end. Uh, Baker. I, I don't trust the Giants infrastructure. I don't trust the Giants offensive line. I unfortunately don't know how much I trust Saquon at this point post all the injuries. And I think there's a sneaky chance Baker plays for the Browns this year. Yeah, no. I think Deshaun might be suspended for the whole year. Yeah, dude put his, what was that, his Twitter on private? Like he doesn't have like millions of followers. Who did? Deshaun Deshaun Watson? Watson. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't know he did that. I Listen, we have, and let me just say something to the audience here. We have intentionally not talked a lot about the Deshaun Watson story here. The reason for that is, a little pull the curtain back moment. I find the Deshaun Watson story to be so disturbing. And I so clearly, I think it's so clear and obvious he doesn't have a two dozen plus person conspiracy working against him. I think it, in my belief, he so clearly has done much of what he's accused of doing, that I don't think there is a good way to discuss that and then be like, now let's play a game. Right. Like, and so I, you can say that's a bad job by me journalistically. Uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But we try to, as often as we can, keep this podcast light and fun. You know, it, it's not what I would call hardcore sports journalism. And so it is impossible for me to talk about the Deshaun thing without going down some really dark paths. But as I've said before, and I'll say again, my general burden of proof is if you have more than two totally unrelated parties accusing you of something similar, I tend to believe them. If you have more than two dozen unrelated parties accusing you of something, I absolutely believe them. The latest allegations against Deshaun are as as disturbing as any. And so I think the NFL might suspend him for the year. If they do, then I think Baker's going to have to play. And I think he might just end up playing in Cleveland. So there's the quick answer there. I The final question here was supposed to be about Jurassic Park. I actually want to talk about that in the final segment. We'll do that next. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in. Final segment of this special same-day episode of What's Right with Nick Wright. The podcast did a lot of game three reaction, little football stuff. And then we didn't have time in the last segment to get to it. We have one more this or that. 
Demonze, what would our final this or that have been? We're going to do it right here. Uh, pick one to watch this weekend. Jurassic Park or Hustle? Okay. So I want to talk about both these movies for different reasons. First one is the Jurassic Park franchise is wildly underrated. Yeah. Every Jurassic Park movie is awesome. It's been going on for so long. Dinosaurs movies are naturally kick-ass. The, uh, the, other, the 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 update what? What other dinosaur movies are there? I don't know. Maybe they've cornered the <laughs> like, market. Yeah. That's a great, you know what? <laughs> great take. You stumbled upon a great take. Why aren't there more dinosaur movies? Uh, Jurassic Park's got a monopoly on the game. I feel like once you make Jurassic, I, I just don't think there's there's too much further you can go. Oh, I, who knows? Oh, I, I mean, I, all right, that. there probably is things that can be done, but maybe these. What about a dinosaur scared. movie with no humans? It's just dinosaurs. Okay, that's National Geographic right there. Well, yeah. I mean, and I feel like that actually is a thing. Like, they do have, like, the little, but they're not, like, realistic. They're, like, little CGI, or obviously, the uh -huh. other dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. They're not actual CGI. videos of dinosaurs on National <laughs> like <they're> Geographic? Like, <laughs> uh, hey, man. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I, <laughs> point is, all the love the Fast and the Furious franchise gets, take at least 30% of that and give it to the Jurassic Park franchise, which kicks ass and has been relevant for 30 years now at this point and is awesome. That's first point. Second point, uh, shout out to Levitard Show that tweeted out this fact, which is wild to think about. Did you, you know what a Stegosaurus is? Yes. You know what a Tyrannosaurus Rex is, correct? Yeah. Did you know the Tyrannosaurus Rex lived closer in time to human beings than it lived to the Stegosaurus? So the Tyrannosaurus Rex, like 65 million years ago, the Stegosaurus was like 135 million years before that. How about that? Think about how long dinosaurs were just roaming Earth. There's a great book that I read called The End of the Worlds, which oh, talks about the seven apocalyptic events that have totally changed global climate over the total expanse of geologic history. And the extinction level event for the dinosaurs is one of the most interesting pair or uh, chapters of any book I've ever read. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh, oh, hey, what was that? No, I mean, I was nothing. I just know when you're totally out on what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, no. But you just don't know what to do. No, and you're like, yeah, sounds sounds cool. Geologic apocalyptic event. You no, just... because honestly, you know, it's as real as they say dinosaurs are, and how they used to, they once roamed the earth. So a little part of me does not go for that. Um, you guys can rip me up all you want. None of you guys seen anything. You guys say that oh, there are these fossils in the ground that we found that say, yeah, dude, get the hell out of here. It's, there's there's so there's so much other things that like the government makes up. And I'm not going for a whole conspiracy theory thing here, but like dinosaurs might have been a little bit smaller than what people are anticipating. It might have not been. All right, go ahead. No, I just want to let you keep going. No, no, no I'm done. Send this little part to me. So do, I you, do you remember how the other day we were? Are you going to we say we're walking? I'm going to say what I'm about to say. <laughs> do you remember how the other day we were walking and you were like, every time we go on one of these walks, I think about that time at Frenchie's. Yeah. And that time at Frenchie's is like a placeholder for like the most trouble Demonze ever got in in high school. I took him to Frenchie's fried chicken and we talked. Yeah, it made it seem like everything was all good. Like, let's go eat. Yeah. yeah and it wasn't all good. Um, so you remember how like angry and disappointed I was with you that day? Yeah. 
I am so much more disappointed right now. No, this is. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed. Because you of just, dinosaurs, man? Because you're like, do you know that the government lies about stuff? Do you know what a high on you sound like right now? Talking about are dinosaurs real? All right, so what, uh -huh. what, are, the, what are those people called? The uh, archaeologists. Archaeologists. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I'd like to be with one of them when they find one of their fossils or whatever. And what? And you like? And then I will be a believer. Wow. I wish that the, the way I feel about Muhammad Ali in his prime, I wish I was there to see it. Wow. Is the way Demonze feels about Velociraptors? Yeah, uh, they wouldn't mess with me. <laughs> Guarantee you that. Uh, I don't know if this is the single best or the single worst moment in the history of the podcast. I do know this. This also is a podcast and YouTube exclusive. If you think this is getting pushed out on social and I have to, I, I don't know how long your media career is going to last. I and I hope. Wait, mine, so let's redo the C block. No, 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 no. No, this can stay out there. I know this. Mine is going to last for, I, I would hope, another 15, 20 years. I don't need thrown in my face regularly. Hey, hey, buddy, aren't you the guy whose son, it wants to, you know, he wants to know if dinosaurs are real. That's a bad job by me. Don't worry. Well, they're not real. They're not here anymore. They were once real. They were once a thing. They were once real. They might've been a thing one a long time ago. Okay. I'll take it. I, I we, we've got, we've got, We've got you two. They were once a thing. I will take that victory where we can get it. We um we gotta go. We gotta go um get some science books and go to some museums and have long. You know what we gotta do? We gotta go to Frenchies. We gotta go talk about this. See you next week.